Hello. Hi, good afternoon. This is Empo calling on behalf of my financial coach live series. Uh, did I reach you all right, Kim? You did. All right. So, Kim, uh, what we like to do is we like to invite our subject matter experts to talk about things that are happening in the world of financial services or in, around the topics that our subject matter experts are able to speak to. Uh, and from my understanding, uh, there is a lot going on in the world of long-term care. Uh, but before we get into that topic, what I'd like you to do for our listeners is just kind of introduce yourself, your firm, and maybe some of your background. Sure, uh, and thanks. So I am an insurance advisor, and I've been working as an insurance advisor for over 20 years. And my firm, Tribridge Partners, is the full-service um, insurance firm, meaning that we work with both employers, uh, structuring employee benefit plans, as well as business owners and individuals um, to meet what their uh, individual needs are. And, um, you know, what I really enjoy about uh, this field is, you know, helping clients really solve uh, a lot of problems and concerns that they have with regard to planning, you know, for their families. All right, excellent. Well, Kim, thank you for that background. Kind of going into the topic that we want to focus on today, uh, I understand that Washington State has actually implemented a long-term care insurance mandate uh, where if you do not have existing coverage, you are being penalized uh, with the idea that, that you would be able to get that service later on from the state. The purposes of, of this call, would you be able to kind of give us some background on that? And then from there, speak to the implications to what this could mean for some of our listeners out there? Sure, absolutely. So the um, Washington Cares Fund is really the first mandatory long-term care insurance program um, that we've seen. And uh, the plan is available for employees of companies in Washington State. Uh, what's interesting is even if you don't live in Washington State, if you are an employee of that company out of town, you're still going to pay um, payroll taxes into this program. Um, the plan itself, you know, becomes effective January 1 of 2022, and it provides an initial maximum benefit of $36,500. What's interesting about this plan is it is something for um, employees only. There's no ability to add, a, you know, a spouse or a partner. Um, and it also, it requires that in order to receive benefits that you actually live in Washington State at the time. So unlike, um, you know, other programs such as, you know, Medicare or Medicare supplements where it doesn't matter where you live, you know, this is a program that really has some, you know, some limitations. Um, and I've talked to a number of my clients who have said, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be living and maybe not in Washington State. It, in many ways, it really determines on, you know, where my kids and hopefully grandkids, you know, will end up there. Um, 
So it's a, a plan that's funded by a payroll tax. In order to qualify for benefits, you have to have worked at least 10 years um, and paid into the program for 10 years without a break of more than five years of service within those 10 years. And you have to work uh, three of the last six years when you've applied for a benefit. And the the issue that I find, you know, fascinating is that if you plan on retiring um, prior to the end of the next 10 years, you will actually pay for this benefit, but you won't be able to collect because if you don't have, you know, 10 years of paying into this plan, you're not able to collect, you know, benefits um, from there. It's also a plan that, um, you know, provides fairly limited benefits, uh, about $100 a day, and it is, you know, in the plan, it says there could potentially be benefit increases to keep up with inflation, but it's not promised, and the premiums are, you know, are not fixed at all. And the other thing that's interesting is as compared to private long-term care insurance policies, you know, the eligibility for benefits is different than what was passed under HIPAA a number of years ago, which clarified the tax treatment of long-term care insurance premiums and, you know, and benefits. You know, in this plan design, you have to have deficits with three out of 10 activities of daily living. And um, cognitive impairment is something that does not stand on its own. It requires two additional ADLs to qualify for long-term care benefits. And I think that's very problematic as I see a number of my clients who have cognitive impairment, whether it's related to you know, Alzheimer's or dementia, um, that for several years, you know, don't need any physical assistance, but really just verbal cueing and, you know, and supervision. So I think in a lot of ways that, um, you know, that this plan is not as comprehensive as people might, you know, think it will be. Limited provider choices, um, very limited benefits, the fact that it's not portable for use in other states. Um, it's what I would call it's a you know one size fits all program, which often is a one size fits none. You know you don't have the ability to design plans that include spouses and so on from there. So I, I think in many ways it is a plan that could give you know a lot of people um, a false sense of security about this you know, this long-term care plan. That's really one of one of my concerns. Um, Wash residents of Washington State did have the ability to opt out of the program if they could demonstrate that they had long-term care insurance in force by November 1, um, uh, you know, just two days ago. But unfortunately, there was no really coordination with the insurance companies that write long-term care insurance. And so Washington State has a population of about, I don't know, 
seven to eight million, and they literally shut down the insurance industry. Carriers had to stop accepting applications from Washington State residents several months ago because they just knew that they would not be able to underwrite and, you know, and approve coverage for so many people in a very short period of time. The other thing to know is, you know, this is something that other states are, you know, considering. We understand that California, as an example, is strongly looking at a plan um, either in late 2022 or late 2023. Well, what concerns me about that is the population in the state of California is significantly larger than the population um, in the state of Washington. And I hope that there will be, you know, substantially more notice uh, about this state program so that individuals can really have time to make a decision about whether this is the right program for them or whether they should consider alternatives from private long-term care insurance carriers that would give them more flexibility flexibility on where they want to live when they want to receive care, you know, how much benefit they actually need for their situation, the ability to add a spouse, you know, things of that nature. So I do believe that other states um, are going to be, you know, looking at what has transpired in uh, Washington state. I know that they have, they have interest in putting together um, in offering a plan similar to this, I just hope that they will learn from some of the lessons um, that Washington State has demonstrated with regard to, um, you know, how these plans are, are rolled out. And I think anybody who, you know, lives outside of Washington State should really be aware of this, you know, trend and that they should probably begin to investigate long-term care insurance before they're enrolled in a plan um, that isn't going to deliver what they want, when they want it, and, you know, before time runs out. Well, Kim, that, that was a very in-depth exploration into this topic. Uh, it sounds as if you've done a lot of research. Uh, and uh, for, for the little bit of time that we have left, uh, I, I guess I just want to, to know, if, if is there any other way uh, for me to get long-term care other than through uh, traditional long-term care insurance? Uh, for example, I know the state mandates us to get uh, some sort of auto insurance policy, but some states allow you to use some sort of self-insurance options, such as putting an account inside of a trust or escrow and and having that pay out. Uh, is there any other options than to buy long-term care insurance? You know what? That's a great point. And traditional long-term care insurance um, or standalone plans, as we refer to them, are really supplemental health insurance policies. But it's just one of the different ways that you can structure a, an insurance product that has long-term care benefits. I mean, it can be part of a life insurance policy um, that can be used to meet um, other 
needs if you're part of an annuity contract. Um, it's possible to take money that's in an existing insurance policy and transfer it to another policy, another life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider. So that's a good point. There are um, literally dozens of different types of long-term care insurance policies, you know, that are available and that, you know, I think are part should be part of the due diligence that individuals undertake when evaluating what long-term care insurance might make sense for them. Because while the traditional product was when long-term care first started, one of the earliest products that was available, it certainly isn't the only product that's available today. And I think it would make sense for individuals to really get a sense of what else is out there that might be a better fit for their situation. The other thing also is that, you know, planning for long-term care is something that really should be done, you know, often in conjunction with estate planning. I mean, one of the reasons that some people will purchase long-term care insurance is because while they have some assets they could use for long-term care, they may not want to. And you know, structuring a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider, as an example, you know, can enable someone to plan for long-term care, but also to plan for an inheritance or legacy um, for other people that are important to them. So I think, you know, today, life insurance policies with long-term care riders, as an example, can really perform, you know, double duty and address uh, multiple planning needs simultaneously. Well, Kim, thank you so much for giving us that background as well as some of the ways to think through this issue. I know that especially with longevity on the rise, that this is something that a lot of our listeners are starting to think through. Uh, thank you for once again for taking my call and uh, this is my financial coach live, and we hope that you all continue to follow along as I continue to get insights from industry leaders such as Kim. Thank you for listening to MFC Live. For more information, please visit our website at www.myfinancialcoach.com. Keep an ear out. More episodes are on the way soon.